At Lexia, we know literacy changes lives. As the gateway to the future for every student, literacy can boost their confidence and help them realize their full potential. Based on the science of reading, our literacy programs, along with all of those dedicated educators, can change the path of students' lives forever. We believe literacy can and should be for all. That's why at Lexia, we're all for literacy. G'day, g'day, everyone. Lauren Cress, the business scientist here. I just realized I've changed my wel- welcome. So I usually say, g'day, everyone, and now I'm saying, g'day, g'day. I feel like it's like more upbeat, maybe? Anyway, got an awesome episode lined up for you today. So this is an interview with Tamar Heller, who's an expat from the States. She's from Silicon Valley, and she's over in China doing some really cool work. Um, What she does is she helps Fortune 500 companies get leads on LinkedIn. Now, we've had a couple of shows um, over the last couple of months about lead generation on LinkedIn Uh, because it's, I think it's, it's, it's an art, it's a science uh, and we all know how horrible it is to get that really crappy message on LinkedIn or, I mean, if, you're, if, if LinkedIn isn't your thing, you would be experiencing the same thing on Instagram and Facebook as well, right? So it's like, is this even possible? Can you really generate leads on LinkedIn through direct message? And is that the right strategy? Are there other things you need to be doing? Are there other things you need to be considering? So this is Tamar's bread and butter. So that's what we're talking about on the show today. If you like this show, you'll probably also like my interview with Peter Strokob from a few weeks ago and with Liam Redmond as well. They all share different tactics and strategies and they actually all kind of work quite nicely uh, together. So if you're really at the moment trying to work out your lead gen strategy on LinkedIn, have a listen to this episode and have a listen to uh, that episode with Peter Strockorb and also with Liam Redman as well. If you want to find out more about Tamar, obviously the best place to head is LinkedIn. So I'll put the link to her profile in the show notes. Uh, and if you'd like to find out more about her company, the company is called Genius Encel Agency. I'm just pulling up, as I'm speaking, I'm just pulling up the address. So yeah, because I remember it was a bit funny. So it's geniusncell.agency. I'll put that in the show notes as well. Uh, And yeah, if you reach out to Tamar, if what she does is something that you are interested in, uh, let her know that you found out about her from the podcast show. As always, if you find this useful, think about the friends, think about the family, think about the people in your network who you could share this with. Sharing content is actually a really, really great way to start a conversation. So if there's people that you're trying to kind of warm up, uh, you know, reaching out and saying, oh, like, have you seen this recently? is actually a really cool way to kind of get a discussion going. I'm not saying it has to be with my content, but if it was with my content, I wouldn't be complaining. As always, if you're kind of like, you know what, this was awesome and I really appreciate this enough to get Lauren a cup of coffee. Uh, head over to my Kofi page. So that's ko-fi.com forward slash Lauren Cress and the link is in the show notes as well. I'll let you get on to listening to today's episode and I'll be back on Friday to share that B2B content marketing episode where I'm going to be talking about best practices for content marketing. I'm also doing a follow-up episode on LinkedIn Live, Facebook Live and YouTube Live this morning 
on for people who are kind of like, oh God, like how do I, what do I create today? What content am I going to share today? And they feel like they're doing a lot of, I've been talking to heaps of people who are just like, it's so much work to like keep that organic content marketing stuff working. That's what I'm talking about on my live stream today because it's Wednesday, which is when I do my live streams. Uh, that will be up Friday week. But if you prefer to come and chat with me, get a shout out on the show by asking a question, uh, 10 a.m. AEST. You might be listening to this after it's already happened, but you can also always ask questions on those live streams in retrospect as well. So Facebook page, the Grow Your Brand podcast, come check it out. Uh, LinkedIn is, you know, where I always am. And uh, YouTube, yeah, youtube.com slash C slash Lauren Cress. Tomorrow I'm live streaming uh, with Melissa Pepper. That's going to be awesome. Melissa is probably one of the smartest women I've ever met in my life. So I'm super excited to have her on the show. Uh, we're going to be talking business strategy. And uh, I think, I mean, I feel like, there's going to be too much to talk about, to be honest. I'm really interested to see how that conversation goes. So that will be on at 10 a.m. AEST, Thursday, the 13th of August. I'm trying to do them at 10 or 11 in the morning because I know that sort of works well for uh, end of day in the US. Um, Not so great for Europe though, so apologies for that. All right, guys, I hope you enjoy the show today and I'll talk to you again on Friday. Welcome to America. The land of junk sleep, where it's bedtime, but you're double booked. Here, there's always one more deadline to meet, episode to watch, or meme to share. The world may not want you to sleep, but we do. Only the sleep experts at Mattress Firm can help you find the right bed at the right price. Unjunk your sleep. In-store or online at mattressfirm.com today. Everyone, Lauren Cress, the business scientist here, and joining me this morning is Tamar Heller. We're going to be talking about LinkedIn strategy, outbound messaging, some questions I have and challenges I have for Tamar as well about can we make this work? But to start with, Tamar, I'll just get you to explain a little bit about yourself and and what you do. Yeah, thank you so much, Lauren, for having me. It's an honor, it's a pleasure, and hello to everyone. So my name is Tamar Hella. I'm originally from California, Silicon Valley, actually. And I was born and bred a true Californian, but I always had a thirst for international adventure. So I've lived abroad in Spain before. I'm half Latina, so I always felt a connection with that and wanted to learn Spanish. But then four years ago, a wonderful opportunity took me to Shanghai, China. And here I am now, and I'm running a digital agency that specializes in LinkedIn lead generation. And there's no looking back. So I'm excited to share my knowledge. I'm a LinkedIn lover. It pays my bills. So I'm happy to share more about it with you guys today. Uh, I love LinkedIn too. I mean, I don't think I've had anyone chat with me on LinkedIn live. I mean, there's a confirmation bias here and probably a selection <laughs> bias too, but it's such an amazing platform, isn't it? I, I've made so many friends and met so many interesting people uh, by being on the platform. And I think right now, you know, over the last few months during the coronavirus pandemic, a lot of people have jumped on LinkedIn as well, you know, so probably oh, yeah. a lot more people that are that are newer to the platform um, and maybe still trying to work it work it sort of out. Uh, so 
I want to talk to you a little bit about how you go about networking on LinkedIn first. So, you know, reaching out to people at the moment, there's a lot of people who are looking for work or they're looking for clients. Um, they're jumping on LinkedIn. And I think a lot of people are making mistakes when they're doing that. So can you share some of the things from your perspective about how people can be using, like what, what are the big mistakes people are making on the on the platform? Yeah, great question. Well, I think for the first big mistake and some of my clients do this is they think that they should only connect with people they know and especially when you're you know if you went to a networking party and you only know one person why would you go to the party if you're not going to talk to everyone so linkedin is just like a big online networking party and you can bring a cocktail or not and you need to you need to think about the kind of people that you want in your network because it is true that not everyone's going to be a good fit. It's just like life and relationships and friendships. There's a kind of like this theory that says only 10% we meet uh, people we meet are meant for us. So I think that's the same too in our network. But having said that, like connecting with people, be specific about who who you want to connect with. You know, if you are like me, if you're in lead generation, who would you need to talk to? Well, probably like a business development manager or a marketing manager. If you are in, let's say, like financial services and you sell a, a wide range of services and products, well, maybe you would want to first target HR teams so that you could give a training let's say on financial products and insurance. And then from there, you could go like higher up internally in those companies to like the CEO, if you want to sell something more expensive. So, you know, when you're doing that kind of <clears throat> networking, expanding your network, adding to your network, um, starting to reach out to people, like the more specific you are, the better it will be for you to craft your message as to why you're reaching out to that person. And then after that, if it's clear, you'll have a much higher chance of them accepting your request and wanting to interact with you. So mm -hmm. it's really like about creating a, an initial rapport, a good warm feeling. And then the other thing I see people make mistakes with in networking is being too like too open. <laughs> I know there's like a big trend right now of like the lions, you know, the LinkedIn, like open to network and I'll accept anyone. Okay, that's fine. If you really just want to have a lot of people in your network and you feel like a lot of followers is going to give you exposure, it could work. But again, like you have to really think of the long term. Is it going to translate to the bottom line? Is it going to bring you money? Or is it just vanity metrics? If it's just vanity metrics, which is basically numbers for numbers because it makes you feel good about yourself, again, I would argue that's not like real true networking and it's not, for me, it's, that kind of stuff isn't worth my time. So as I grow my network, yeah, I have a large network, but I'm also particular about who I'm connecting with. So I have an idea of exactly who I want to connect with. I always send a message to them so that they know that I sought them out um, and then I go from there. So yeah, it's a, uh, I don't know. I, I just, I kind of laugh at how people are, ha have different ideas of networking and it's fine again. But for me, if it doesn't pay my bills, it's not really worth my time. 
Yeah, that's interesting because it's like, so I was just thinking about for me, right, like because I do podcasting, because I'm doing presenting, because I also run a consulting business and then I'm also doing consulting for other business. Like there's so many different like roles that I, I kind of play and I think there's people that are like me, right, like we're kind of the people who are like, sure, I want to be on an advisory board and I want to do mentoring and I want to do a bit of public speaking and I want to do this, 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 right? And it's like sometimes I find it really hard because I see like LinkedIn, your LinkedIn profile page is like the landing page, right? Like people are pretty much they're going to get a message from you and they're going to be like, okay, cool, like I'm going to go check this person out. Like who are they? They go to your LinkedIn profile page and then if it's like this hodgepodge of things, they were like... Yeah. So, you know, and I think a lot a lot more people are now doing the gigging stuff, they're doing the side hustle stuff. What's your thoughts on that? Do you think it's worth having like here's all the different things I'm doing or do you think it's kind of like for LinkedIn I got to choose like one thing? Yeah, good question. This is something my business partner and I get asked like all the time because we give regular weekly webinars um, about like how to use LinkedIn. It's oh, actually it. one of our it's one of our lead ma- magnets actually, yeah. and it's really effective. And so, again, like we find so many people are jacks and jills of all trade, and the problem with that, especially when you're trying to be a thought leader or social sell or create some kind of method of inbound marketing, it's if people don't understand your value proposition within three seconds of looking at your LinkedIn profile, then yeah, you better like choose one or even two. Like for me in my title, I have my social proof, which is I'm the founder of LinkedIn Local Shanghai. So the LinkedIn Local chapter here. And it's a very, very large professional community. Therefore, for me, it's important to put on my profile and it's related to LinkedIn. And then of course, the other thing is my role at my company and what we do. So I was able to fit my elevator pitch in there. But when you go to my page, like you know right away within three seconds what what I'm doing and what I'm offering. If people have to guess or they have to choose. <laughs> <laughs> choose your own adventure. <laughs> you don't want them to choose their own adventure. You want them to choose the adventure that you want to take them on. I, I tell my clients like you have to be don't be the buffet. Be the lobster tail and the caviar. You can have both. That's fine. But then don't add the bread and the biscuits and the salad and this. Like, just choose. <laughs> choose one or two. Be very clear. Because if people like what you have to say on the top of your profile, then you can intrigue them to scroll down and see if you do have more offerings. But oftentimes, too, there are only a few activities we do that actually really translate to the bottom line that really bring us income or really show our expertise and so I tell people like just choose those things that are really the most popular it's like in insurance there's so many different products you could buy you know you have earthquake insurance and fire insurance and house insurance but you're not going to buy everything there's top sellers. So it's just like that. What's your top selling thing about you? Just list that and then go from there. Yeah. And it's, you know, how you said kind of like the first three seconds and then scroll down. So you're kind of saying like at the top where you've got like your banner and you've got your headline and those kind of things, that's where you want to be like, here's the problem I can solve for you. Be really specific. 
Exactly. And then if you're, say you're a board director or something, but it's not really what you're, you know, you're a consultant as well. You're like, I want to push my consulting. You put in your experience, you might say, yeah, I'm a board director, but you're not kind of talking about that in your, your about me and your yeah. headline. Is that right? Yeah, because I mean, even then, if the being a board on the board of directors, if if it's not something you really care for people to find out about you or how they're going to find you on LinkedIn, I personally wouldn't even put that. I mean, you know, for example, like I, so I used to be a mathematics teacher, but I don't want to, I don't want people to find me for that. You know, like I took accounting and all this stuff and it's a big part of what I do for my company. Like I help with the financial stuff, but that's not how people need to find me. That's not what's paying my bills. Like again, so yeah, just really think about how people are finding you and, and people can use their dashboard on their profile and they can see like the searches that they've appeared in. And if it's the wrong keywords, then that's a clue to change the wording in your profile and find it not just what's in the top title, but also what's in the experiences. So I just say like clean it up as much as you can and make it relevant to your current offering today and now. Mm, love that. By the way, I want to give a shout out to the person who's commenting, but it says LinkedIn user. So I'm sorry if you put your name in the comments, although it is, um, but they said like that, be the lobster. Um, yeah, I like that too, be the lobster. The lobster. <laughs> Is there yeah. something in like from a psychology perspective, is there yeah. something in people devaluing us if they're kind of like, yeah, you're a Jill of all trades? Like do people kind of start to go like, oh, well, you're not going to be really good at anything? Is there sort of like if we want to demand a premium price, is that part of it as well? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, okay, if I'm going to offer you a dinner, Lauren, I'm going to tell you, look, I'm going to take you out. I'm going to pay for everything. Don't worry. And I tell you, we can go to the local all-you-can-eat buffet or we can go to the second tallest building in the world here in Shanghai. And I'm going to take you for a filet mignon. Which one are you going to choose? Definitely the second. Can we do exactly. that, by the way, if I can't come to Shanghai? <laughs> <laughs> So again, you have to think about narrowing down. And I think a lot of people are in any circumstance off of LinkedIn as well. They're like, I do this, I do that, I do this. And I used to do this when I was younger and naive and inexperienced in my 20s because I thought it would increase my value proposition. I could do it all. But when you can do it all, what it does is, especially in, in the psyche, First of all, it gives a bad like energy off and people just are like, well, what is she an expert in? Mm -hmm. And then second of all, like for the value, it really devalues what you can do because if you have time to do everything, then that means that you probably don't value your time or you're not organized with your time and you still are figuring out like what your expertise is. These days, people really want a niche expert, a thought leader, an industry leader. And if you can position yourself that way, then you allow your team, you know, if you have a team in place to then be the Jack and Jill of 
the rest of the trades because that's what they're getting paid for. But, you know, like for me, again, there's a lot of things I can do, mm-hmm. but there's a lot of things I should not do. So therefore, I'm going to focus on what I do really excellent right here, right now, and be the lobster tail. So as you were talking, by the way, I don't know if you noticed, I like react. I've got my my cat sitting right here and she just decided to bite me halfway through you talking. <laughs> she like doesn't want to go anywhere. She wants to like sit here and like be part of the conversation. So she might, <laughs> she might pop her head up in a bit. But um, I want to go back to this messaging thing, right? So we talked a bit yeah. about um, the profile side of it and I think it's such great advice. So many people need to hear this because uh I mean look I struggle with this myself I think there's certain personalities that struggle with it more when we are kind of like that I just want to do a bit of everything and I want the world to know that I do (laughs) everything but I'm like if it's helpful for me I know it's helpful for other people um with LinkedIn messaging you, you mentioned before it's important to go like really look at who you're going after um, what I see a lot of people do is they jump on Sales Navigator and they kind of go, okay, so I need to talk to every business owner in the world <laughs> and they have this massive list um, and then they just start sending out like usually via a bot or something, they'll just start sending out all these messages. Uh, what's your what what are they doing wrong there? Like what what's happening there? Like, you know, people get a bit excited. They kind of just go, I can message everyone. Yeah. Okay. Um, you know, it's almost like a dating app and you're just going to get the, the kind of quality that you attract is, in tandem or aligned with like who you're reaching out to. So if you're reaching out to everybody, right, you're going to get everybody. It's not going to be that great. But the more targeted you are, the more segmented you are, the more carefully like you craft your messages, then again, like it translates to earning income and paying your bills and connecting like with really interesting people. Um, And it's the same too, like, even when I go to networking events or I run networking events is very similar to messaging. I am very particular about who I'm going to go have a conversation with because especially as a community leader, lots of people are going to come up to me anyways. But for me, there's like, I have like five people in mind, let's say that I really want to talk to because I know I want them to be part of my network. I probably want to invite them for a coffee to spend some time with them because they're going to add value to me. Um, And maybe they could like connect me. Um, And then also too, like I like to have people of worth in my, in my network, not that other people aren't worthy, but you know, again, particular to my business, particular to what I'm doing. There's a specific type of profile like I want to attract and have in, in my people collection. So for people sending messages, like, first of all, anyone you connect with, I think it's a nice um, courtesy to add the note that, that you have an option to do when you connect. Like, just add a little note. Let them know that you found their profile interesting. 
and you would love to join their network. When I do that, I actually have a 90% conversion rate of people accepting my request. So that's the first thing I would do. And then the second thing, like, yeah, you can use sales nav and do in-mails, but I would just really limit that. Like, I don't have to do that often because, again, I'm so targeted, so super targeted in who I'm reaching out to. And I know, let's say I'm going to send 20 messages a day. Well, yeah, you can use scripting. Um, I don't think it's being robotic, but I, like you really have to be careful with the scripting as well. So like you want to ask how they are, like always say their first name, you know, dear first name. How are you? Thank you for letting me join your network. It's an honor. And then you just start a conversation. Like, and if you put too much text in the beginning, people know that you're trying to sell them. So in those messages, yeah, it works, but it takes a few times. So you're going to have to send a greeting, start nurturing the relationship. It's what we call in marketing a nurturing sequence. Create the relationship, create that rapport. And then the goal is to get them to take action in the next message or two. So for me, it's either inviting them to a call with me because I think they'll be a good fit as a client, or it could be that I'm giving a webinar and I want them to, you know, I want to give them free advice for LinkedIn, especially during this crazy time for businesses. So I find that after sending a proper sequence of messages to the right people, I then after that have a 60% response or conversion rate. So for me, that's like a really significant number. And if I was being like a spammy bot and just sending messages to anyone and everyone, I promise you I would not get that kind of conversion rate for people who actually can afford my services. So again, like always, I, I maybe it sounds a bit odd to people, but you have to think of money first. Like how does this translate to money? Is this activity worth it? Is it going to eventually pay my bills that's it yeah yeah great advice um just as you were speaking we got a question from Therese Eddie hey Therese hope you're doing well um so she said and this is a little bit of a switch in conversation but it is actually something I wanted to ask you about as well which is about posting right so she said how helpful are articles in improving our following on LinkedIn and are videos better what's your what's your thoughts on that well, I will say currently the LinkedIn algorithm doesn't really care much about articles. <clears throat> I always prefer posts. And for posts, it's not just like posting it like an article. Posts, you do have to be consistent. So I recommend three to five posts per week. And in order to be consistent with that, you should, you need to think like a publishing firm and you need to have an editorial calendar. So <clears throat> for my team, we usually try to choose like evergreen content or we do specific campaigns that we could prepare content for at least three months in advance. And we do this same with our clients. We take all their content to really show their expertise, position them as thought leaders, but we prepare it three months in advance. That way we can have three posts a week. And after a few weeks, when you're consistent, then it actually does make a difference in your following and your network because you especially when you start prospecting on LinkedIn, if people don't see that you have any activity, they're not going to take you seriously. 
And then videos, I think videos are slowly making a comeback. Um, you know, people's attention spans are one second shorter than a goldfish nowadays. <laughs> pretty sad but it's true. True. <laughs> it's true so if you can grab people's attention within eight seconds I think video is a lovely way to do that if you make it super fun and compelling I think there's some some great examples of video from different thought leaders on LinkedIn but you know 2018 was more of like the golden era of video like video was everywhere and now you don't see it being pushed as much so um, and it could be too, maybe people are going more on TikTok. Um, but I will say video is a nice way to create rapport with people as well. And if people can see you just like they're seeing us, they hear our voice, uh, they feel like some kind of warmth, you know, from us, then you actually create an instant trust more powerful than writing an article or post. Therese said, very helpful. And thanks for the question, Therese. That was a great question. Yeah, thank you. Um, and she said, should videos be personal or professional? Yeah, that's a good, that's a good question too. Well, I, didn't, I didn't have to interview anymore. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm happy to answer. Yeah. Again, think about your goals. If it's personal, but it relates to your personal brand, and it, again, brings you money, Therese, then yeah. yeah. But if it doesn't, make it professional. Um, I have my personal brand, but when I start off with videos actually coming up this month, I, I'm actually launching my own video campaign. Mine are definitely, it's professional, but like thought leadership as well. And I'm sharing things beyond my LinkedIn knowledge mm -hmm. um, because I want people to see that I just have a, a an acumen for business, you know, that I'm not just here like playing around and playing being a boss. Like I really do know my stuff and I'm I'm older than I look. <laughs> so I want to show people like they can trust me for the business advice that I give my clients. Mm. Yeah, that's that's interesting as well because it makes me think of like you know, going back to that point around the profile thing, uh, it's like, okay, so on the profile, you can be quite specific, but actually on your posts, it is kind of nice to be like, well, yeah, this is what I do, but here's all the things that I had to do to get to this point where I can do this really well. So it's kind yeah. of a bit more storytelling, isn't it? Yeah, it totally is. And I like that you said that because when we can combine storytelling and any of our thought leadership, I don't care how serious a company is like everyone loves a story because it's part of our ancient culture and our very natures as humans. Like our brains are literally structured to receive stories. Like we love story time and we used to sit around fires at night telling each other stories back in, you know, our prehistoric days. And now like that campfire has basically turned into social media. So you have to think of social media as like the new campfire. And because there's such a fight for attention online, whoever has the best stories, they're going to be the ones who win. They're going to be the bards, <laughs> like the bards of old telling all the stories. <laughs> and they're going to be the ones making money from it. Mm. 
Yeah, I like that. Uh, it's sitting around the virtual campfire. Yeah, we are, aren't we? <laughs> True. Um, I'm trying to think of what else I, I, I want to ask you about. This has been so good, so, so valuable. We've got about five minutes left, Tamar. Um, I'm thinking perhaps like maybe we can talk a little bit more about when someone actually shows they're interested, you know, so they've looked at your profile, they've liked some things. Um, at what do you think there's a point where you should actually make a bit of a hard sell push? Like where you should actually say like, hey, by the way, I do this. Is that something you're interested in? Or is that something that's just a little bit too much like trying to get someone in bed on on the first date? <laughs> well, I mean, some people are okay with that. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know what? It all depends on the wording. Um, again, if you have like a, a tone of collaboration, that's what we personally have found works best when you invite people to partner with you and what you're doing, or you can ask, you know, how are you, what are your business challenges right now? And when you start to invite people into a conversation, it's really, is really helpful. It really lowers that a barrier to entry into like to getting them into your sales funnel. Also to like, I really find if you have a lead magnet, that's super valuable and it's easy for people to get access to it. That's another great way. Cause again, like you want to create that rapport and that, that sense of trust. That's why I like using a webinar and it's a consistent weekly webinar because again, like it's video, but it's live. People can hear me. They can see me teach about LinkedIn and um, test out my knowledge, ask questions. And then after that, I invite them for a free consultation call after that. So, yeah, it is quite like a little bit of a process, but it's important to do that because what people forget as well, just because you get someone into a phone call, just because you get someone who's interested in your pitch deck um, or someone who thinks their services might be cool, if you don't qualify them well, you could have that 30-minute phone call and at the end they're like, oh, well, I was just curious. Like, I really don't have money for this. Mm. Like, you want to protect your time and theirs. Like, you want to respect everyone's time because time is the one thing we can never get back. So when you can think about how am I going to protect and maximize my time, how am I going to really qualify these leads, you do have to set up this kind of, like, sales journey um, in order to get the right people to talk to. Otherwise, it's not worth your time. Yeah, no, really, really good point. And it seems to kind of, that seems to happen quite a lot. What I've seen with people is they focus on growing their brand and then yeah. they're like, oh, I've got all these high kickers who are wanting to book in calls with me. Yeah. And it's almost like their brand building has become like a liability rather than than an asset for them. Well, um, we can cancel calls. Like if we yeah. feel like we'll check people's LinkedIn profiles. And if we're like, this is just not a fit, even though it's like a free call we offer, like we'll cancel it. And we just we're polite, but we let them know, hey, you know what? We checked out your profile. You're not a fit for our target market right now. Like wish you all the best. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes it's better to say no. Hey, Because <laughs> again, it shows that you value your time and you respect theirs as well. You're not going to waste their time. 
and it makes your it raises your value proposition even higher again don't be the buffet and just take anyone into your sales funnel like really qualify them well no, that's great advice. Tamar, if people wanted to, who are watching this are like, yes, I would actually like help with this. You do a weekly webinar. How do mm-hmm. they uh, find out more about that? What's the best way for yeah. them to kind of, uh, yeah. Yeah, they can just go to my LinkedIn activity and find a post. I post three times a week about my my webinar so they can find it and just register. It's It takes place on Zoom. Um, every Thursday at 6 p.m. Shanghai time. So if they can make it, they are welcome to sign up and join. Love it. And that's 8 p.m. Australian time. So it's actually a pretty good, yeah, pretty good time for us locally yeah. too. Tamar, thank you so much. This has been yeah. an absolute pleasure. So many insights. Thank you. Um, thank you, everyone, also for listening. And thanks for all the questions. Yeah. Too. Great. Uh, Tamara, if people want to find out about you, mm-hmm. um, I'm guessing the best way for them to do that is to head to LinkedIn. <laughs> it's my playground. So come find me there and let's connect. Tamara, thanks again. Thanks everyone for listening. See Thank you later. You. So I want to know what you think. There's some some really interesting points that Tamar makes here. And I know for people watching the live stream, there are some people who are like, I don't completely agree. I don't know if that's right for me. Uh, or, you know, also going, there's some great tips in this. There's some really, really good points. So I'd love to know what you think. You can tweet with me at Lauren Cress 89 And guys, if you can spare the time, just like two minutes to jump on Apple Podcasts, rate and review this show if you're finding it helpful and you're a regular listener would be, I mean, even if you're not a regular ris- listener, if this is your first episode and you loved it, Awesome. Positive rating and review would be great. Hashtag grow your brand on Twitter if you want to keep up with the latest conversations happening there. And I'll chat to you again on Friday. Until then, remember that sharing your talents with the world will make it a better place. Oh, we could, we could fly. This is your summer. That means six flags in the taste of an ice cold Coca-Cola. We're talking thrilling coasters, delicious burgers, yes. real moments together, and this. Coke is summer refreshment when you need it most, so you can hop on another ride or race down a slide at the water park. Six Flags and Coca-Cola. Come make it yours. Visit sixflags.com slash Coke to save up to $20 on passes, plus daily tickets starting at $34.99.